nowhere in my real life, <clears throat> except for this room when we record this podcast, do I put my feet on a table. It's like you're seeing colors you've never seen before. And foot- my, my foot is like inches from your water bottle. That's why <clears throat> you sound so at ease. Yeah, I am comfortable in here. Maybe you need to spend more time with your feet up. Ooh, maybe maybe I'll put two feet up. Right now, I'll just keep one on the floor. Start, you know, start slow. Walk before you run. In case the room starts spinning. You also just changed offices, too. I know, and now I'm right behind this wall. I just, yeah, I did an office change. And you know how when you move, like when you were a kid, and maybe you moved into a new bedroom or something, you swore that you would always keep it really, really clean and really, really neat. So I'm still in that phase of my new office. So you're also in the phase where anyone who walks by will be like, Oh, uh, what you doing in here? Yeah. So you move to a new office. Yeah. I'm aware of that. That's actually the part. Now, see, I found, I sound super unapproachable and I'm not, I think I'm a friendly guy, but I can't have that conversation over and over again. It's like, I want to send a mass email out. Yep. I moved to a new office. Can we not talk about it? (laughs) At least you're doing it now when there's six people in the building, not a hundred. Maybe when everybody comes back to work again, they'll just be like, has he always been in that office? Have I been gone away that long? And the thing is, too, is that I just took an office. I just moved myself. I said, I'm going to take that. That's a better office. Well, the one you were in had a window and daylight streaming through it. This one is essentially a broom closet. I like the broom closet better because I can close the door and nobody can see me. The one that I used to sit in, which is right on the front of the building, there'd be like I'd be sitting there at four o'clock in the morning and people would start banging on the glass, like, hey, what are you doing? Go away. It's four in the morning. You're not welcome here. We've I think we've talked about it on here before where that office is also the office they use to uh oh, yeah. fire people in. It's yeah. a designated firing office, and from time to time, you'd get an email being like, ooh, if you could not be in there at 10 a.m., that'd be great. Yeah, Garner, uh, HR is coming into town. They need your office at 9.30 this morning, so could you just go sit? Any, I swear to God, anytime somebody saw me working on my laptop in the staff room, everybody was like, oh, no. Yeah. Somebody's getting broomed. And then we just do slow walk-bys to see who it was. Yeah. A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. Everybody, welcome to Lawn Chair Profits or the Lawn Chair Profits. I don't know if we're putting a the in front of it or not. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Depends what kind of mood we're in. My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. We also host a morning radio show. I'd love to tell you it's like one of those morning zoos from the 1990s where somebody has a bell and they ring it every time they say the time. We do Battle of the Sexes. He said, she said, coming up at 7.15. Oh, no, it's it's 7.47, 47 minutes after 7. 7.47, the time, not the plane. It's 7.11, the time, not the store. That's good stuff. I wish we did one of those shows. Or the birthday book. Which celebrity is celebrating their big day? Anyway, we don't host that kind of show. The show we host is not nearly as good as that. I wish we did a show like what I used to listen to back home when I was a kid where they would get the person to put their phone in the fridge and then slam the fridge door. Ooh, or put their cordless phone in the dryer with a <laughs> bunch of coffee mugs. <laughs> that was good stuff. Ooh. Maybe one day we can be as good as that. We aspire to be. Yeah. 
Uh, but you can find us at sonic1029.com. We host the morning show. We get here really, really early. Now it's like almost 10 o'clock in the morning as we record this, and we're just looking at our watches going, isn't it time to go home? Yeah, I'm already planning my nap. Yeah. Um, the other day on the radio show, somebody texted and told us a story uh, it was so anyway, let me just sort of paraphrase. They had they told a story about how when they were 19 years old, they got paid fifteen hundred dollars to drive a car from here to Kelowna, British Columbia, mm-hmm. my favorite Canadian city, oh. other than this one, of course, of course. <laughs> um, and uh, my original they so they drove this thing there in one day, got paid fifteen hundred dollars cash. And then just bummed around Kelowna for a few days. And my initial thought was, oh, the memories. I wish I was young again. That's such a beautiful, that's a delightful story. It really, really, and then everybody started texting and phoning going, you know that guy was muling drugs, right? It never occurred to me. It makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. There was definitely bricks (laughs) of cocaine in that car. (laughs) Definitely. And meanwhile, I treat it like how... You know, when you were 18 years old and you told your grandma that you and seven friends were going to Amsterdam, and she's like, oh, that just sounds like a wonderful trip. There's so many nice museums there. Oh, the culture. Oh, yeah. You can go to Anne Frank's house, too. There's a gift shop. That's funny, because my first thought was not drugs. It was just like, how do you get home? You drove a car to Kelowna, and all of a sudden you're like, what, you just stand out on the highway, stick out your thumb, and hope for the best? Yeah, I don't know. Catch a bus? I feel yeah, like I, I could get home from Kelowna. I could. I feel like I could. Yeah. I'll probably end up taking a Greyhound. Yeah. And oh, getting lice or something. Or worse. We, um, so we started talking about the easiest money. Cause you have to admit, driving a car to Cologne, I assume it was in the summertime. Cause that's when you want to go. That's one day. It's a one day trip. Yeah. It's like an 11 hour drive from here. Easily Nothing. one day. And, um, like I just started thinking that what an easy way to make 1500 bucks. So we started sharing stories of easy money. Some of the stories that were coming in were pretty spectacular. When I was in my 20s, I went to visit my friend who was working at a pub. When I went to leave, a group of drunkies couldn't get a cab. They paid me $75 to drive them five minutes down the road. (laughs) Oh, drunks. It's like they don't even know the value of a dollar. That's all fun and games until one of those drunkies throws up in your backseat. Yeah, and you realize the $75 doesn't even scratch the surface of the detailing package you have to buy. You yeah. can't just buy the basic detail when a drunk hurls in your car. No, you may as well drive that car into the river. Uh, oh, Bryce, listen to this one. You have a dog. I may, do. Uh, about 10 years ago, my dog made $350 to be in a commercial where he sat in a truck and licked an older actor's cheek. It took him about 10 minutes to get the take all for a three-second clip in a commercial for Southern Baptist Hospital or something like that. My dog made more per hour than I ever will. That's pretty good. And it's funny because I have a very handsome dog. And so I've often thought about how can I exploit that? Of course. How can I make riches off of my good-for-nothing dog? Well, your dog's going for a haircut today. He is. When you walk into the dog groom or just be like, give him the Hollywood. (laughs) Please give him the Hollywood. Give him the Clooney. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. This person, your dog might make more money for you, but can your dog go open a bank account? Can your dog get a driver's license or a credit card? No. Do you think the dog's proud at the end of his day? Spent 10 minutes licking an old man's face. Yeah. Would you want to do that? I don't think so. Oh, here's somebody else who made money off their dog. What? 
Uh, about 20 years ago, my dog got paid $150 to be in a dog grooming video. Ooh. On top of it, she got a very stylish cut. That's from Liz. $150 bucks and a free cut? Yeah, to be in a video, a training video. Why is my dog not pulling his weight? Yeah, what does your dog do? I would like to retire and just be a dog dad. Like one of those weird Hollywood moms, those dance moms. Oh. But that for him being in commercials. There must be a reality show about that. There has to be. If there's not, I want to star in it. Yeah. Just really like people with flawed personalities. <laughs> yes. Like all the dance moms. Yes. Uh, when I was a teenager working as a gas jockey, a woman paid me $50 to drive her Hummer through the car wash. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> okay. Is that code for something else? Car washes are expensive enough. Why are you throwing more money at it? Are people just afraid of the car wash? Oh, here's my, this one was my favorite. I got paid $200 to pretend breastfeed dolls for a midwifery exam with my real boobs. The midwife students even had to manipulate my boobs so the doll would, quote, latch on. Bryce, do you know about latching on? I think I've read about it in magazines. Yeah. Oh, not those magazines. <laughs> <laughs> what an uncomfortable experience for everyone. Yeah, it's like, uh, pardon me while I manipulate your breast so the doll will latch on. Some pimply-faced college student just... Hi, Vin, my I need to manipulate your breast. Oh. Uh, some, this is from Todd. Is Todd okay? Did we ever hear back from Todd? He's the one who said, I once got paid $200 to break 12 beer bottles over my head. When I was about 18, I was on acid. Oh, yeah, right, because then I asked... Kind of damaged as breaking bottles. It's not like in the movies where they just shatter. Yeah. You break a bottle over your head. Sometimes they don't break, and it's just <laughs> like getting hit with an aluminum bat. Or it breaks, and you have a jagged Oof. bottle now scraping it. I think he texted back and said he did have several stitches. Do people still do acid? Oh, yeah. I think it's still a thing. Is it called something else? I don't think so. Like, acid's just such a harsh, no thank you, acid? You mean the stuff that burns holes in my jeans <laughs> when I carry the battery from my car? No, thank you. Acid. What is it called now, though? I think it's still called acid. Oh. I think. Are you on acid right now, Bryce? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I live a clean life. Uh, that one's way too long. I'm not reading that. Do we have a call over there? Indeed we do. Hello? Hi, I'm calling about the easy money. Yeah, ever made some easy money? Uh, I was born in the 90s, so as a kid, I just collected a bunch of Pokemon cards for fun. And fast forward to 2021, they're worth a small fortune. Any plans on selling them? Yeah, actually, a friend of mine was really interested in them, and he's a tattoo artist. So we got together over a couple beers, agreed the collection was worth somewhere between four and 6000 and he's going to tattoo my whole back for me. In Pokemon characters? <laughs> Uh, no, we decided not to go with Pokemon on my back. but Sports jersey? No, I'm going just uh, something more personal. So what do you think that you, like, how much were you into the Pokemon cards for? Oh, I didn't pay anything for them when I was a kid. My friends and family, like, I traded for them. My parents would buy me some packs here and there, and I just hustled my way into a nice collection. Hmm. Hey, uh, completely unrelated, well, sort of related. When you get your entire back tattooed, how how can you sleep at night? Like, how do you, like, wouldn't that I'm hurt? I'm a stomach sl sleeper, personally. Yeah, it'll hurt, but whatever. Yeah. I wonder the same thing, though, about people who get neck tattoos when they're still fresh. How do you even wear a tie? 
Huh? That's a good question. I've never really thought about the full back tattoo and just, yeah, laying on your back at night in bed. Oh, that would hurt. I have no tattoos. I don't know what the pain is like, but I can't imagine your entire... It'd be like the world's worst sunburn. Have you ever tried to sleep with a sunburn? Yes, I have. Gross. I would imagine it would be like you'd wake up stuck to your bed because it's just scabbing over onto the sheets. (laughs) How about when you get a whole leg tattoo? Can you wear your jeans? Or is that a summer thing? And you do that when during short season. Oof. But then you got your leg in a plastic bag for a month. Gross. Just wearing a summer dress. Oh, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And leg tattoos—they're the first tattoos to look bad, aren't they? Like when your body ages and you start changing shape a bit. Like if I had leg tattoos, it probably would not look that good. Actually, the worst one I think I saw was watching the Grammys recently, and Harry Styles has a huge butterfly tattooed right on his stomach. Oh, and it works now because he's young, he's firm. He won't always be young and firm. He's ripped. Yeah. One day he's going to have, you know, a bad time, and he's going to eat a large pizza to himself. and He's going to be in the depths of a shame spiral. Yada, yada, yada. Two months later, that butterfly now looks kind of weird. You're going to be like, is that a manatee? (laughs) I have Komodo dragon? What is that? A tattoo on your stomach is, that's a tough one to maintain. You're always going to have to be, you're never going to be able to stop doing crunches. Your entire life now will be crunches. Yeah, bet you didn't think that through when you got that butterfly hairy style. I saw a guy the other day speaking, and this is a tangent, I was horrified. I saw a guy walking down the street the other day who had a face tattoo, but it was like the smile up his, like his mouth was extended, so he had this crazy smile. Ooh. Where are you ever going to work? Can you imagine he rolls up to a daycare looking for a job? Yeah. They're like, uh, no. <laughs> Won't even get through the door. Yeah, I'm here to speak to you about your personal finances. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get, I'm going to help you get your financial house in order. Hi, I'd like to sell you these knives. Oh, do you want to hear a really dark one? Ooh, yes. It's one sentence. No, it's two. My parents died when I was 14. I got $15,000-ish. Easy money. Whew. Wow, that huh. kind of sucked the life out of the room, didn't it? Whew. That's a tragic story. Fifteen grand also doesn't sound like a lot. No. Given what happened. Uh... Fifteen grand buys you a decent used car? Whew. Right? I feel like there are better ways to make 15 grand. Here's another one. The easiest money I ever made was being a sugar baby for a few weeks. Oh. I went out for a few dinner dates or coffee dates, got my meals paid for, and a good chunk of cash. That's all I'm willing to say about it, though, in order to keep my anonymity. So is a sugar baby a boy or a girl? I would assume most of the time. I mean, I'm sure it can be either. Most of the time I picture it being an old man hiring a, a younger young, woman, a younger woman to yeah. have dinner with him. There's so much sadness and, oh, the confusion about what happens at the end of this date. Yeah. Do you, are you what required to obligation? Smooch? What's the smooch situation here? Yeah. When am I off the clock? Am <laughs> I ever off the clock? Is there a smooching clause in the contract? 
Uh, somebody else said, I once made $300 to sit in a lawn chair on the side of a gravel road in Saskatchewan for six hours and give, give people directions to a wedding that was being held out in the bush. <laughs> Monica. Yeah, out in the bush. That's where all the good weddings are. <laughs> That's the most Saskatchewan oh, thing I ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, the good old-fashioned Saskatchewan <laughs> bush wedding. Oh, I would go to one of those right now, though. Those are fun. I've never been to a wedding in the bush, but bush parties, Bryce, oh, my God. Wow. That's where it's at. How much money did they say they made? Uh, 300 bucks for six hours. So what is that, 50 bucks an hour? That's not bad at all. Yeah, to sit in a lawn chair in the middle of Saskatchewan. Oh, what you're going to do is you're going to take a left over there, Uh huh. follow the trail into the bush. You're going to go down to the correction line, and then you're <laughs> going to turn right again. Of course, we 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 adopt the Saskatchewan accent anytime we talk about my home country, my the old country where I grew up. If you hit the canola field, you've gone too far. I used to be a commercial diver. I got paid to go 40 meters down and take pictures of a cement platform. Boring. I was paid $290 an hour for Whoa. a 14-hour day. Whoa. That's pretty good. I can't do that kind of math. $300 times 14. Doesn't matter. It's not going to mean anything. It sounds like a lot of money. Sounds like, yeah, I can't do that math either. But when you come out of the water, you're going to have that weird diving mask hickey on your face, and you're going to look dumb. Yeah, and you're going to have wrinkly fingers, and that's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, at a company barbecue, I was offered $100 to eat 10 cheeseburgers. I did it, barely. <laughs> Jeez, I feel like that's something I could do. I would pay $10 to eat 10 cheeseburgers. Those really crappy company picnic burgers, too, are actually quite good. The ones where you just get ketchup, mustard, mustard. or nothing. Or maybe some relish. <laughs> and then there's always that one person standing there going, do we have any lead? No, there's no lettuce. Beat it. Um, do you have any Dijon? No, we have the mustard that just says mustard on it. Yeah, it's not even Heinz ketchup. It's just some weird one. Yeah, it's the house brand. It's compliments or something like that. And it's been sitting in the sun for two hours. Yeah. I could go over some of those hamburgers right now. I have pages of these. Are these becoming boring? It's crazy to me because I've never made easy money like this before. All my money. <laughs> so hard for the money. Mm. Best part about that song is you cannot tell. That it's from the 80s or 90s? I think that's from the 1970s, Bryce. Is that from the 70s? I you think that was tell. the tail end of the disco era. It does not sound dated at all. I think the same album, she had a song on there called Bad Girls, and it was uh, it had a whistle blowing in it. Huh. That's a weird amount of knowledge about Donna Summers. Yeah. Bad girls. <laughs> talking about bad girls. Uh-huh. Uh, should we keep going or not? I kind of like these ones. Hey, guys, when I was 14, my neighbor asked me to babysit his kids for a couple hours. I was there for maybe an hour and a half. He gave me $300 cash. 300 My mom almost made me, almost made me go give it back. Ha ha. That sounds to me like dad came home wasted and thought he was giving you like three $10 bills, but he gave you three brown ones instead. <laughs> That's what that sounds like to me. I was going to say, what would possess someone to pay that much money? Yeah. For a babysitter. Hmm. They must have been wasty pants. Uh, I once made $1,000 for drinking 12 V8s in under an hour. So much salt, so much puke, <laughs> but so much cash. Wait, Robin. How, how much money? 
thousand bucks. A thousand dollars for twelve V eights in an hour? I would do that. Yeah, because then also you you wouldn't have to eat vegetables for like six months. I mean, sure, the salty puke does make a whole lot of sense. What a thousand dollars? Who's paying a thousand dollars for this? <laughs> I'll pay a thousand dollars if you drink these V eights. Drunk friends, man. I made five hundred bucks just sitting in my house. Someone bought the house next door to flip it, knocked on our door one day, and handed me two $250 prepaid visas. Whoa. I was completely stunned. Was that sorry for the inconvenience or? Must be sorry for all the noise, all the hammering you're going to hear. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I would not be that generous if I were doing renos. No. I'd say tough luck. I was helping my cousin clean up his basement cold cellar and found two grand in a tin can. Ooh. I was 17. Uh, I wrote back to this person too, and I'm like, did you keep it? And they said, yeah. Actually, I found more money. Ended up leaving this with like $3,500 cash. $3,500 to a 17-year-old. Oh. I'm surprised they're still alive. We only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits. Bryce works hard for his money. So hard. That's so what people hard. describe me. Hard worker. They'd be like... Um, Hey, Garner, what's Bryce like? And I'm a hard worker. Oh, yeah. And then I laugh hysterically. <laughs> How many hours did he put in today? Almost five? Yeah. <laughs> he works hard for the money. <sighs> How did we start talking about emergency? Oh, you had a story here in Edmonton where oh, we're sitting right now. Yeah, right. Some guys playing basketball outdoors yes. a couple of weeks ago. So they were playing basketball just at an outdoor court, and I guess a fight broke out. And one of the guys ended up getting stabbed. You know, like what happens in basketball? Yeah. And sports of all kinds? Of course. It just leads to a stabbing. Yeah. And uh, the guy lived, which is why we're talking about it. I wouldn't be so crass if he didn't. Yeah. Uh, so he lived. But he had to drive himself to the hospital. And I just thought that, I'm like, ooh, that's a power move. Yeah. And it reminded me of a story. Somebody called into the show years ago. And it was almost, they. I think they stepped in to break up a fight downtown. And they ended up getting stabbed like nine times, Ooh. drove themselves to University Hospital. They had to cross the high-level bridge. And I remember this guy telling me, "It's if you're not from here, it's really a high bridge. It's got high right in the name. It's a narrow two-lane bridge that spans the entire river. And it is, yeah, it's narrow. You can't stray out of your lane. And he said he was weaving pretty good by the time he got to the other side of the bridge. <laughs> my favorite, again, this guy was stabbed and we're laughing about it. But he was laughing when he told me the story. He lived. But the thing is that really kind of made me go, what? Is he pulled into the university hospital parking lot and uh, it took him a while to find parking. Like, that's how bad it is at a hospital when you're afraid to, you're bleeding to death and you still won't just pull up and dump your car right in front of the emergency room doors. Even if you get towed away and it costs you $400 to get your car back, you still have your life. And I would like to think that a tow company would be like, oh, you know what? I'll waive this fee on account of the fact you were stabbed nine times. Yeah. And your car was outside the emergency room. Or at least toss your keys <laughs> the way they do in... Uh, Drinking and driving commercials where they toss their keys to a buddy or they toss their keys to the bartender for safe keep. Toss your keys to the security guard. He or she will put your car away. 
I feel enough pressure when I'm downtown and I have to pay for parking and someone's waiting to use the machine behind me. Oh. I already feel the pressure to perform and get that done quickly. Yeah. But if the person behind you has been stabbed nine times and they're like, can you uh, hurry up, please? And you're like, oh, my God, I can never remember my license plate number. <laughs> what zone am I parked in again? Is it a four-digit number or a three-digit number? I can't remember. I got a new plate. Helen, what's the plate number? Go back and take a picture of it. They part of me, sir. I am very lightheaded. Yeah. I lost a lot of blood. Feeling a little queasy. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind hurrying the hell up. I need to lay down. <laughs> so we just started talking about, you know, tales from the emergency room. Should we grab one of these right here? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's uh, Jason, the happiest man in the world. Jason? Uh, so I, I've, I've told you about how I broke both my arms in an accident, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't tell you how I got to the hospital, I don't think. Oh, hi. <laughs> Cruise control? <laughs> no, so I was on a job site. It was a Saturday, and so I fell down these stairs, landed on the bottom step, broke both my arms. Oh. And so I blacked out. I woke up holding both. I have no idea how I went from, I remember the fall, and then the next thing I remember is I remember waking up, sitting up. I don't know how. The, anyways. And so at first I was like, well, I think I hurt myself. And then it's like, yeah, I really hurt myself. And then the pain really just kind of like a, sledgehammer hit me (laughs) (laughs) so I started screaming and uh, there just so happened to be some other guys doing some work on the site uh, some renovation stuff and they come running over and you know so they're like well should we call an ambulance it's like oh I can't afford an ambulance (laughs) so the guy says well you know I gotta take a load to the dump anyways why don't you just hop in the dump truck with me I'm going to be, I'm driving like within four blocks of the hospital. Yeah, I just, I just let you off. You can walk the rest. Well, so so the, the two guys, they, I mean, I'm a big fella. So they, they get me into the seat and I don't know if you've ever ridden a dump truck, but this was not a, a new dump truck. This was an old dump truck, very, very stiff suspension. And so we're going down the highway, and you can feel every expansion crack. I can feel my arms moving inside. Oh. Like, I know my broken bones are broken because it's like every bump is like, oh, yeah, that oh. means oh. all the way to the hospital. And then we get to the hospital, and it's like, okay, now how do we get you out of the truck? Because it took two guys to get me in. I can't grab anything because i got no arms. Oh, so did they have to – how did they so, get – yeah. I don't know. I – I think I kind of blacked out on the way down, too, because I just remember all of a sudden being in a wheelchair. <laughs> the most, I don't know, like when I see somebody, and I think we've talked about this before, when I see somebody with a cast on both arms, there's only one thing I'm thinking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just got to say, God bless my wife. <laughs> I hope she got flowers when those casts came off. Much appreciation, and she gets. She has a story to tell. It was when he said dump truck. I initially thought, oh, he had to lay in the back of a dump truck, and then they just sort of wheeled up in front of him and lifted the box of the truck, and he slid out onto the ground. It wasn't like that at all. That's disappointing because that's how I pictured it too. Yeah, and am I the only person that has that same thought when he sees someone with two broken arms? No, I was thinking it the whole time. Okay, so everybody thinks this. You're like, huh? That guy has two casts on his arm. Ooh, his poor wife. <laughs> the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
How quickly can a guy get a bidet installed? <laughs> Is that something I can do myself with two broken arms? <laughs> That'd be interesting. Like, how often does a service plumber get a call at two o'clock in the morning? I need you to come right now to my home and install a bidet. <laughs> can it wait till morning? No, you need to come right now. You'll understand when you get here and you see me. Yeah. By the way, I won't be able to open the door. <laughs> The code is this. Uh, okay. Tales from emergency. Hey, fellas, when my wife was in labor with our first daughter, I fainted while she was delivering and found myself in a room down the hall. Missed the whole thing. We laugh about it now, but I can admit that I was not a great birth partner slash coach, Brent. No, Brent, you weren't. I'm glad he called it fainting. Yeah, they, men, I don't know. What they do always, they call it? They always try to... Say they passed out or yeah. they collapsed. I blacked out, man. I'm glad he called it for what it was. He fainted. Mm-hmm. He po- clutched his pearls and fainted. <laughs> his poor wife, who's sitting there already going through this whole ordeal, then watches him collapse and get <laughs> carried out of the room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, can you tell us more about the person who was stabbed and had to drive to the hospital but couldn't find parking? Is there a news article online? Are you an investigator? No. We were just, there's no news article online. No, it was just a guy who called in. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, here's another one. I had to have my heart stopped and then restarted Ooh. 45 minutes after my wife delivered our twin girls. Oh, my God. Grace and Isabel. This was two years ago. Andrew. Oh, Andrew, you just had to steal focus from... Your beautiful wife who just delivered you the greatest gift you will ever receive, two daughters. You just had to have that that spot. You couldn't let her have the moment. At least he can tell everyone now the same story about how he was they were just so cute, his heart exploded. No, <laughs> literally inside his chest. <laughs> they had to put it back together again. Yeah, no, literally. It was uh, code blue. Oh yeah. I they had to bring in the crash <laughs> cart. I had to be wheeled down the hospital. Corridor on a gurney with a guy straddling me doing CPR. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, don't really. I have a pig's heart. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> hey, do you want to grab another phone call or what? Okay. Uh, hello? You guys are doing uh, Tales from the Emergency Room this morning? Yeah, yeah, you got a good one that isn't really super gory. People get upset when they're gory. Yeah, no, it's more comical than anything, and it didn't happen to me. It happened to a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my buddy used to uh, play hockey and uh, got into little fisticuffs on the ice, dropped the gloves with a fella, ended up uh, stumbling towards the end of the fight and put his hand down on the ice to catch himself and top of his finger got skated off. Oh! Uh, <laughs> so they, he and his mom, uh, younger at the time, uh, scooped up the finger and on they went to emergency and, um, you know, did the whole parking do do and then got in and got seen by the nurses and they're like, okay, uh, time to sew the finger back on. Uh, you have the finger. And he looks at his mom. His mom looks back at him. She's like, I thought you had it. She's like, well, I thought you had it. And they, they left it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, did they ever reattach the finger and does it still work? They did, yes, and yes. How do you forget the finger in the car? Yeah, like is it in the cup holder? <laughs> Just sitting there like a hot dog? <laughs> mom... Mom, you said you were bringing it. How am I supposed to bring it? I got distracted by the fact my finger was cut off. I yeah. thought you might grab the thing. And then I was losing blood. She gets back to the car, the dog's chewing on it. Oh, gross. 
The hospital mistakenly reattaches the finger of a deranged killer. And now the kid that lost his finger playing hockey, he's become a psychopath. (laughs) Or maybe they they mistakenly reattach the finger of a chronic nose picker. (laughs) I love those movies where, yeah, oh, he got the eyes of a killer now. Ooh, I'd watch the nose picker movie. (laughs) And it would just be called nose picker, right? He's in an important business meeting doing business Things pie charts. Like talking about EBITDA. <laughs> just showing off the graphs yeah. and charts that he made. And all of a sudden, He's like, he just oh, can't oh, help oh, it. Oh. His hand just starts shaking and twitching. No, bear with me. <gasps> Not in front of the Johnson clients. Oh, did we just write a movie? Did we just write a Hollywood blockbuster? I think we did. Yeah. I could see Ryan Reynolds starring in this. Hmm. Eh, I don't want to read that one. It's too long. Here's another one about a finger. Oh, perfect. I cut off half of my finger when I was at work as an apprentice. My boss slash journeyman saw it and passed out. I put him in the recovery position, (laughs) left a bloody note, and drove myself to the hospital. Ben. Uh, I had never heard of the recovery position until I read this, and I had to Google it. What is it? It's you lay the person on their side, you cross one leg over the other so they don't roll back onto their back again. Huh. It keeps their airway in case they, you know, bleh, it doesn't <laughs> choke them like rock stars die. Oh, okay. It's the recovery position. Interesting. They don't teach us that in radio. I mean, we have to do Wimis every year, <laughs> but we don't have to know about the stupid recovery position. I appreciate that this guy took the time to save someone else, write a note. Yeah. And, and then, then drive the, himself to the hospital. No, write a bloody note. I wonder if he used his own blood as ink. Gross. Uh, do you want another finger one? Sure. They're all finger stories. I cut my finger really bad on my left hand, required 17 stitches. I was home alone, only had my motorcycle. So I taped my finger, Ooh. put a glove on it. By the time I rode to the hospital, my glove was leaking blood quite a bit. Ooh. I rode the amp. Oh, power move. I rode the ambulance. Right- I rode the motorcycle right into the ambulance bay yes. and left it there. Ooh. I think the blood all over the left side of the tank made them feel sorry for me. LOL. For your information, the clutch was getting really hard to pull towards the end of that trip. <laughs> I can imagine it was. Makes me want to cut off part of my finger just for the story. Well, I won't be driving you to the hospital, <laughs> especially because I just cleaned my car. I'm too soft to do it myself. I, I wouldn't want to mess up my car. No. I won't get that blood out of the dash. That's what ambulances are for. That's why you're paying 300 bucks for a ride to the hospital. Yeah, the luxury. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits drink tap water. Mmm, tasty.